You're listening to the 12-2 Leadership Podcast. 12 minutes, two takeaways, empowering you to pursue excellence in all you do. What's up, friends? Welcome to 12-2, where you should expect in the next 12 minutes, we're going to give you two takeaways that will empower you to pursue excellence in all you do. I'm your host, Josh Belton, for today, and I want to get into this topic, the hardest war to fight. We all got battles. We know this. We got challenges. We got struggles. But I believe this is truly the hardest war that we fight on a consistent day-to-day basis. And let's dive into it. What is it? Man, all right. The world's crazy, right? And so we see this. We know there's, again, a lot of trials and tribulations. But honestly, there is this war. There is a struggle for each of us when it comes to who we are, like our identity. I call it the identity struggle. And we hear that word a lot today in today's culture about like, how do you identify? We also see where, you know, the voices that are out there from media, they're always trying to segment us and put us in these different labels. You're right, you're left, you're conservative, you're liberal, you're gay, you're straight, you're this, you're that, and just completely changing everything. Like, Putting people in groups, but then confusing what, what what's this group and what's this group and what's this group and what's this group. And it is such a challenge and it's so confusing to figure out who am I, right? Like just who the heck am I, man? I'm just trying to figure out who what, what is my true and ultimate identity? Who am I as a person? And the the world wages war with us in regards to that. So but there's always this struggle to figure it out. Who are we really? I've been coaching middle school boys soccer this year. And I don't know if you remember middle school. But it is a very awkward stage of life, right? Like you're changing from being, you know, a, a little girl, a little boy, into you're you're growing into, you know, a young lady or a young man. Your body's going through all these changes, but the way that your brain works as well is changing dramatically. And so, while a lot of times kids that are in elementary school, like they are feeling okay with acceptance and things of that nature, when it comes to middle school, they really start to struggle with like, oh man, my body's changing, and I'm changing, my mind's changing, my interests are changing in things. And like, who am I and and where do I fit in? Uh, E.E. Cummings said this. He said, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle any human being can fight. Friends, the world is constantly trying to turn us into everybody else. And, you know, it's no it's no surprise, really, that so many of us are struggling with trying to figure out those things. It's almost like the whole world has been put into middle school. Where do I stand on things? What can I speak up about? What can I not speak up about? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? We've never had more information coming our way in our, in our lives than we have today. I mean, think about it. You got ridiculous, unlimited income, excuse me, income. I wish it was income streams, information streams coming in 24 seven. You can look at your cell phone, your smartphone at any time and find a ridiculous amount of information. So we're consuming, consuming, consuming all these thoughts and ideas. And the reality of the situation, my friend, is that for you and for me is that the world is trying to turn us into everybody else, but you weren't called to be everyone else. You weren't created to be everyone else. You were created by a loving creator is my belief. And for a specific purpose and for with a specific identity, God has prepared you and called you to be something and somebody, right? And so we got to figure out who that is. So let's dive into a couple of things. Again, I think we're all back in middle school, man. We're on an awkward stage of trying to figure these things out of the the, the battle, really the war uh, 
to be yourself in a, in a, in a world that's trying to turn you into to somebody else. So here's takeaway number one, and I call it the two questions. Now, go into this setting. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he asked them these two questions. And the first question was, hey, y'all, like, by the way, this is this this Jesus reference apparently is based in we're taking Jesus from the Middle East and putting him in South Georgia here. But he says to disciples, "Who do people say that I am?" He says, "Who who do, who does man say that I am?" Basically, hey friends, what word on the streets? What's the reputation that I got? Who are people saying that I am? And so the disciples answer Jesus and say, "Well, some people think you're this, and some people think that you're that." But that first question was basically, "Who does the world say?" that I am. That's the first question that Jesus asked the disciples. And then the second question he asked them after they'd answered that, here's who the world says you are. He says, well, who do you say that I am? And one of the disciples, Peter says like, you're, you're the son of the living God. Like you're the savior of the world. Like that, you know, that's who you are. And he spoke truth. And this is like a pivotal moment in, in the story of, of, of Jesus and the creation of the church and all this is like, that is the truth. Like that, what you spoke, Peter, like you got that from God. That's the truth. That's who I am. So regardless of what the world says and who the world says I am, you just said who I am. You just spoke the truth. So taking those two questions that Jesus asked the disciples, it is so important for us, for you, my friend, for me, a daily battle. This is a daily thing because we got so many voices coming our way that's telling us who we are. We have to ask the same two questions. Question one, who does the world say that you are? Who does the world say that you are? What is the word on the street? And that doesn't mean necessarily like, you know, just who your friends say you are. I mean, or, or who, what society in general says you are. Society may paint with a, a broad brush. It's like, well, if you're a conservative in American politics, that means that you're this. Or if you're a liberal, that means that you're this. There's all these identities that are forged upon us, right? They're like, oh, this is who you are. Because the world speaks with a loud voice when it tells us who it wants us to be. And back to E.E. E. Cummings, this isn't gospel. This is E.E. E. Cummings. But in my opinion, this is the greatest thing he said. Hey, to be nobody but yourself, to just to be yourself, friends, in this world we're living in, which is doing its best, night and day, I mean, all the time, 24-7. He wrote this in the early 1900s, by the way. This wasn't 24-7 media. Hey, it's every single day the world is doing its best, night and day, to make you everybody else, trying to make you an identity or a label that may not be the one that you got for yourself. It may not be real. The hardest battle any human's ever going to fight is the fight to be themselves, be who they really are. So the first question is, who's the world say that you are? What box is society trying to put you in that says you got to be this or you got to be that? What is the world saying? And the second question, Jesus asked this question to the disciples, who do you say that I am? And I think the majesty of this question is that it was a great example of the question that we need to be asking. Hey, what's the world telling us? Now, what's, what's God telling us? Who does Jesus say that I am. The world says this. The world believes in subjective truth, your truth, my truth. You know, the, there's some absolute truth here, friends, that you can appeal to. And Jesus asking that question is modeling to a question that we should ask back to him. Well, Jesus, I think the world says this about me, but what do you, you know, Jesus, what do you say about me? So takeaway number one, my friends, it's the two questions. You need to ask yourself both of those questions. Hey, who's the world trying to tell me to be right now? And is that legit? And who's God telling me that I am? Because 
is, is that legit? Which one am I supposed to believe? Takeaway number one is the two questions. Who does the world say I am? Who does God say that I am? Who does my loving father say that I am? Who does Jesus say that I am? No, takeaway number two is figuring out how to answer this question the right way. Now, I want you to think about this for a second from an illustration standpoint. If you drive a car uh, or if you've ever driven a car and it looked different, but you're going to look ahead of you in that car and it's going to tell you, even if you're driving an electric car, it's going to say there's going to be a full and there's going to be an empty for E, right? You got that option of, hey, you're, you're full. You got, you got gas in the tank, bro. You're good to go. You can move in the direction that you want to go in because you got gas in the tank. Or there's an E, which means like you don't have any gas in the tank. Now, which of us would go to, a, I don't know, go to the grocery store and buy Georgia's favorite Coca-Cola and come pour it into your gas tank. You wouldn't do that. Why? Because you know that's not what fuels your tank. You know that's not what gives you the power to move forward. You know, like you wouldn't do that because you're like, that's not what this is designed for. That's not what's true to make this thing move. Well, here's the way it works. I got this little illustration here. I even drew it all out. Man, I feel like this is just, gosh, I got this. The world's opinion, who does the world say that you are? Like, if you're always appealing to what the world says you are, my friend, like you're always going to have an empty tank. Because the, the, it shifts. Like it's an ocean of shifting and changing opinions and philosophies and what was true 10 years ago. Now it's the exact opposite. And you're supposed to be different in all this. Look at our politicians and the things that they've said. They believe this one day. Now they believe this. It changes. And so if you're looking for the world to fill you, it's going to be problematic. If you want to feel empty and constantly looking for something to fill you, listen to the world. Allow it to define who you are. And you'll always be empty. But if you want to be full, you need to lean into who does God say that I am? If you want to feel whole and complete, constantly look to what God says, to how he answers that question of who you are, to fill you, listen to him, and allow him to define who you are, because that is truth that doesn't change. Same yesterday, same today, same forever. Who God says you are doesn't shift. That is not a shifting sand. That is having an identity that's built upon the rock that the God of the universe says you're this, and so that's what you are. And every day, that battle that you're fighting is a battle to choose between which answer are you going to listen to, who the world says that you are, or who that God says that you are. Now, here's the second takeaway. First takeaway is those two questions. You got to know every single day those questions are coming your way, my friend. What's the world say that I need to do to be successful? And what does God say that I need to be need to do to be successful? What does the world, who does the world say I need to be? Who does God say that I need to be? Who does the world say I am? Who does God say that I am? The more that you can lean into what God says, who God says that you are, the more that you will be operating with a tank that is full. Do you want to be empty or do you want to be filled with abundant life? The way to set yourself up, by the way, 12.2 says that you are to not conform to the patterns of the world, like the whole verse, the whole this whole thing with 12.2 is built around this idea of don't follow and listen to the patterns of this world that it will tell you all these things that you are and that you need to be and that you need to do and that you need to think and feel. Don't listen to the world because those patterns won't leave, take you where you want to go. That will leave you feeling empty, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can actually know what God's will is for your life and that you can live a life that's abundant and full and that gives you something that you can, can, you can just take with you. You ain't always having to replace it. And the way that you do that is you have to be transformed by renewing your mind daily. Every single day you say, who does the world trying to tell me to be? But who does God say that I am? And you have to live in this. There's power of life and death is in the words that you speak. You have to tell yourself that you are 
who God says that you are. And Jesus modeled this in the, in the garden. He's being tempted by Satan and Satan saying this and this and this and this, and this is who the world could be for you. And this is who the world tells you to be. And he says, you know what? This is who God says that I am. And I'm going to lean into what God says that I am. So my friend, you need to lean into as well who God says that you are. And the way that you do that is through the words that you speak. You're able to, but you can consciously think this thoughts, you know, like let's think the thoughts with intention, but man, I want you to speak out loud. Number takeaway number two is speak out loud what God says that you are, who God says that you are, because that is the truth. And that is what will take you to overcome and see the victory and feel the victory and have the victory over that battle. So you're not in the, the waves of the world that's pushing you back and forth of, hey, who are you really? Like, no, I know who I am. I know God says that I am. And I believe it. I am who God says that I am, my friend. That is a way for you to live a life of excellence. That is a way for you to feel the power that God can give you so that you will pursue excellence in every single thing that you do. And you can live a life that's not on empty. That is full. So my question to you, my friends, as we close it out is, do you want to be empty or full? Because if you want to be full, believe in who God says that you are and then claim it with saying, I am who God says that I am. My friends, I hope you have an awesome day. That I hope that you will require excellence from yourself so you can inspire excellence in others.